welcome to The Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This episode, it is Rick Grimes versus Ash Williams. Right, um, before we start, um, which version of Ash are we going to use? <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> uh, this is the same for both of them. Okay, so I think we have to take TV Rick yep. as opposed to comics Rick. Yep. So both hands, yeah? Yeah. Ash, I think... My personal preference here, especially the character hasn't changed that much. Uh, well, I well, well, yeah, he, I guess he has, but the, the core of the character is the same. But I think we take Army of Darkness yeah. slash Ash, Ash versus Evil Dead Ash, so essentially superhero Ash, yeah. okay. as opposed to Ash, the guy who just happens to be the hero in the cabin. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I mean, I went back and watched Evil Dead this morning um, for recording. And in the original film, he's kind of a pussy. Well, he is a pussy. That's the whole point of the character. But, like, if it, but you look at Army Darkness and into Ashes the Old Dead, and he's very much a don't know, he's a he's a, a, a douchebag. He is. <laughs> he's, but he's, he's a cartoon superhero, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, who? No, but you, there's for me, there's not really that point where he stops being. You know, in in Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, he is a relatively normal person who gets caught up in circumstances. He's a man in an extreme situation, yeah. Whereas yeah. by the time you get... Just like Rick. <laughs> yeah. By the time you get to Army of Darkness, he's fucking Rambo or something. Yeah. I think in terms of um, maybe ability and, and power, it's fairer to put Rick against uh, Evil Dead 1 slash 2. I mean, I'd say probably 2. The same. Evil Dead 1 slash 2 Ash. But... That is just two dudes fighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think this is going to be one of those fights where my heart takes me one way and my head takes me another because even though we're now saying that we're going to take Army of Darkness Ash, so chainsaw hand and yes. just... He was a lot buffer as well and just just an absolute fucking legend as much as he's a douchebag. Yeah. Um, he is a fucking blithering idiot. Yeah. And, and Rick Grimes is just a nasty motherfucking survival expert. Well, you say that. I mean, well, call spoilers for season eight. Yeah, Walking spoilers Dead. for anything involving these two characters. Yeah. And particularly Walking Dead, because I know that is a show that people do get yeah. antsy about. Yeah, no, we, we are, what, two months removed from the season eight finale, if that. Has it been that long? I don't think it's been that maybe, long. Maybe, yeah, maybe not even that long. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're pretty close to it. But mm-hmm. so we'll call spoilers first off. If you haven't seen it, you may want to take a step back and you know, go and wonder what you've been doing. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, the problem the problem with Rick is that the way his character has evolved, he's kind of gone in a bit of a loop. I, I felt that this season as well. He's gone 360 back to where he was at season three. Yeah. And it's like nothing from the previous few seasons has happened. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, it's kind of like where you started season three. So after the farm, yeah. before the prison, and before the governor. Mm-hmm. And then, because that's when Rick really sort of took a turn and he became a bit more worldly and a bit more ruthless. Yeah. And then you had Terminus and you had Alexandria and you had Negan and the Saviors. And then you got so right up to that midpoint of season seven where... No, it's all about fighting. It's all about surviving, and then he kind of—I like I know Carl dies, but he kind of—he just the character Wait, gets lost. What? 
Sorry. <laughs> we did call spoilers. We call spoilers this <laughs> way. Um, yeah, I mean, so at that point, it's that the character disappeared. You can, I, I know this was this grief from it, but the character kind of gives up. Yeah, um, I would have taken Rick personally. Uh, I mean, I'm not writing the show, but I would have taken Rick in a very different direction. The yeah. direction they took him in following Carl's death, but they did what they did. Bit. I wouldn't have killed Carl at all personally, but I would have because know. I fucking hated Carl. But Carl's fucking excellent. Oh, he he so easily could have been the annoying kid. Was annoying kid. No, he's not the annoying kid. Oh, he, as a character, he had he had genuine agency in the story, and he was trying to do something, and he was an emotional hook for Rick and a badass. I mean, that was that was a difficult trick to pull off. To make that kid not a whiny little brat was very uh, difficult. He, he annoyed me for two. Hours. I mean, the last uh, the last season actually, season eight, wasn't that? Yeah. Know. For me, that's so you got more of that character. Probably the, the, the end of season seven and the beginning of season eight, you had more of that. Hmm. But I mean, from pretty much from the time you killed Laurie all the way through to um, to Glenn and Abraham getting part, I don't. I just didn't care. I just wanted to get yeah. shot. I loved him. I thought. I thought uh, he is the benchmark for TV children for me. Like in yeah. that he is. N- he has never annoyed me ever. Oh, he's he's never been, me for years. He's never been a whiny brat. And especially in the situation he was in, it was so easy to give him that characteristic of like, oh, but I don't want to sleep outside, where's my Game Boy? And none of that. Mm. He just took to the world immediately and was like, yeah, give me a fucking gun. I want to yeah. shoot guns. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that, I mean, the way Carl was set up and the way the, the season was... was By the way, the way my Carl voice sounded like a special ed child, that wasn't <laughs> intentional. <laughs> <laughs> like apologies <laughs> that is just that just came out <laughs> um, yeah the way the way it was set up I mean there's, there was potential for that to have happened off screen beforehand because I mean you've got that point that Rick was in the coma before it started mm-hmm. I can't remember if they sort of really said how long he was in there but it was alluded to it had been quite a while mm-hmm. because you know, I mean things were pretty much overrun at that point and they hadn't been yeah. when he got shot so I mean you may have had that whiny um, very childish very yeah. selfish um, aspect before he came up, before we joined the story. Yeah. But yeah, you didn't see it on screen. I don't. I just didn't like the character. I didn't take to yeah. it at all. Horses for courses. We're off. We're off topic already. But no, anyway. us, never. Well, technically not. No, I mean, this not is really. Not, yeah. We're on the right show. Yeah, it's a start. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm the same. I would have taken Rick in a very different direction um, after that. Um, possibly along the lines of you know, John McClane. In Rambo. Yeah, that's where I would have gone with him. I would have gone proper heart of darkness yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, they didn't do that. Um, that whole thing with Negan at the end of the season was a bit shit. Um, I liked it, but I've always liked the way that. I mean, I'm I'm I love this show. Even for all the people that criticise it now, and this season wasn't as strong as it has been, but I lo- I particularly love the way this show hands its characters. And is not afraid to take brave choices with them like that, where you've had two seasons building up to this epic confrontation. Well, that, that's what I mean. You had and it. what you actually get is let's be grown-ups about this. Mm. But that that is life. It, it is. But I mean, the the thing of him being in the bed and this, and then they're going to cage him, and he's going to yeah. see people working together, and you know, the end of his type of his style of running things. That I thought was fine, but the whole. The whole fight thing, I just thought was a bit shit. Yeah, it wasn't a brilliant I mean, given, fight. Given yeah. the fights they've had, I mean, there was one earlier on in the season where they're in a burning building. Yeah, that was excellent. That yeah. was that should have for me. That should have been their showdown. Yeah, ending if it ended it ended the way they did after that fight, 
I'd have been quite happy. Hmm. It's just it was the same as like Glenn and the Dumps. I don't think they they ruined it because no. you had that epic fight, and then you got to the end. You got and I was like, well, yeah, who cares? But I, I think that is what I like about the show. I, I feel completely the opposite. In fact, I, I've, The Walking Dead is always the show I hold up, and especially when people are talking about Game of Thrones. And this isn't me going to go off on about Game of Thrones. I watch that too, but it annoys the piss out of me. Because things happen in that show that haven't been earned and therefore don't get felt. Deaths yeah. are thrown away, storylines are dropped. The Walking Dead never does that. You can, mm. you can even get stuff like two or three seasons on that was affected by something that happened years ago. Yeah. But all of those fights happened and they had resonance so that the fight in the burning building happened and then shied away from the fact it happened and then they have another showdown and that happens. But then when they blow themselves out, it's not about actually who's going to kill the other one first it's about who's going to be the bigger man here how do we move forward as a society what does this mean to our characters and that's the showdown it was the same with the governor mm. it was all about those characters and their emotional showdown rather than it was about who's going to throw the hardest punch yeah. and that's what I've always loved about the show is the way they treat that yeah I don't disagree with that for me I mean watching the whole season I mean there's a group of us in work and Tuesday morning that's them we don't talk to each other until everybody's in the office, so yeah. you don't spoil it and you don't give anything away because they haven't seen it. Um, but I think that we're all sort of the same. It's just like I didn't really care. By the time the season ended, I wasn't that bothered. I get, I get that because I think the show has run out of steam a little bit this year. But I still felt like it was a satisfying ending. The bigger problem for me this year was that they seemed to jump the shark for me about halfway through, where. Negan all of a sudden comes up with a plan that if we soak all of our weapons in walker guts and hit people with them, they'll become infected. Yeah. Which obviously can't work in the lore of the show because one of the ways you get through a herd of zombies it's is to cover yourself in walker guts, but which you are going to ingest. Not necessarily. Well, you're bound to. If you're smearing it all over your face, there is going to be a certain amount of that that's going to get in your eye or but, in your mouth. But it depends on where it gets it. If, if it gets in your mouth, as opposed to getting in your bloodstream, it might be different. Maybe. I mean, it's it's that suspension of disbelief part where you think, well, okay, this this is the logic of the world. Whether it, it makes sense in our world, it doesn't matter because this is the logic of that world. I'm fine with that, but that was my problem: was they defied their own rules and logic. But they, they've never really they've never really, really got into it before. They, they, they've gone on the fact that no, they've gone into the fact that you can cover yourself in guts uh-huh. and blood. I know, and you can blend in because they you know, they can't. I think they can't see because they rely on scent and something. So I, I I can go along with that. And the fact that if you get the blood, if you get the blood in your blood, it's going to transmit the virus that's going to kill you. Yeah, that blood. makes sense. That makes sense. So they've never really gone into how communicable it is mm. in terms of saliva and membranes and eyes and things like that. They've never really covered that. No. So we've just kind of got to go with right. Well, that's kind of what they said. Yeah, it just didn't... It, no, it, it's, it's very unsatisfying. It was at odds for me. That. Especially because eight years in, that's the first time it's come up. Yeah, it was just totally at odds for me. But that was my big problem this year. And, and Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I've said before, my, my issue with the show comes from about halfway through season six where things were happening, things happened at the end of episodes and then the next episode, you never sort of resolved. It's just, they literally jumped the shark with some... Rick was trapped in an RV, surrounded by fucking hundreds of them. Mm. The start of the next episode, he's running down the road, being chased by them, and you haven't seen the and you haven't seen how he got out. Yeah, and th- you know, things like that. There were a few things that, in over the course of four, four or five episodes, I was like, "Hang on a minute, yeah, how did you do that? That doesn't make sense because you shouldn't have been able to do that." Yeah, and like I kind of went off it for a while, and so I only came back to it really this season. Again, I think I, for me, I've always 
I've always overlooked that because there are so many characters and so much going on. You just assume that the world carries on. So you can have a whole episode where you don't see Rick. Yeah, and, and that's fine. His actions don't don't carry on, and it, it's it's more about how these characters grow and interact with each yeah. other emotionally in this new world. And and that's fine. Um, but if 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 something is significant enough, if threat is significant enough to end the episode on, then you should resolve it. Then yes, you need to resolve yeah, it. Yeah. You can't then start the next episode twenty minutes later. Yeah, with them, no semblance of what's yeah, happened yeah. in that time. That that's the bit. The, the, the literal jumping of the shark was like. Yeah, you don't need to see that. We we can't be asked to write that way out of that. We can't yeah. be asked to shoot it, so we'll just say it happened. Yeah, that as there were a couple of that, and it just pissed me off. Yeah, um, and I mean, yeah, I think probably for me the writing's gone downhill since I think it's end of season three or in the season four, where there's that sit down episode with Rick and the Governor. Season three is the absolute peak. I consider season three of The Walking Dead to be, if not the best, one of the best seasons of any show on television. It is fucking superb. And like, yeah, you've got that episode, which is essentially a Western where the two of them just sit down at the table and talk. Yeah. The last shot of season three is fucking beautifully cinematic. It's gorgeous. Even the way the music swells and goes with it as well, it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. and so full of hope mm. as an image. It's, it's amazing. Um, it could only go downhill from there. Yeah. Because that, that season is spectacular. Um, but, I still consider it to be head and shoulders above most of the other stuff on TV at the moment. And especially yeah, for the length of the runs they go for. We're not talking about a six-episode run or a yeah. seven-episode run here. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's like 14, 15 episodes a clip. I think it's 16, 17. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, it's it used to be you'd have a full season. A full season was 20, 22, 24, yeah. depending on how you sort of hit, hit your gap. And then they kind of go, well, we, yeah, we'll do that, but we'll have a season break, so we'll only actually get about 18. Yeah. And it just keeps creeping down and down and down. And now you have the, these event series, so it might be half a dozen, yeah, maybe as many as ten, yeah. But you're not getting the same amount of television you were getting. So it's, I say, for what they're doing, is that, yeah, for what no, for what they're doing, it's definitely worth, no, it's definitely worth sticking with. But I just um, yeah. Sometimes I get a bit I'm jaded. Anyway, anywho, after we're supposed to be talking about <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of halfway there. We're talking um, about Rick. We've mentioned his name. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I feel like if we take Rick as a whole in the context of the show, then I'm not yeah. necessarily where he's ended up now at the end of season eight. We have yeah. to take Rick as a character, and in general, Rick as a character is just an expert survivalist. That is essentially what he's become. He's a leader of men and stuff, yeah. But it's always about Rick will always make the hard decision, no matter what it is, yeah, and will do whatever he is required to do to survive. Like, sometimes we have these fights and we talk about that, ah, but they wouldn't go that far. There is no line Rick will not cross. No, and I mean, we've sort of seen that. I mean, you you look at... He didn't get it with Negan at the end of, the end of the last season, but you've had the the episodes where they have executed people. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think it was in the build-up to first introducing Negan where they went to the outpost and they, they popped all the um, saviors while they were sleeping. Yeah. That, no, they did go in and execute people. And they did formulate plans which were going to kill people and were going to blow shit up mm. and were going to potentially get people eaten by zombies. Yeah. Oh, he, the, the, the Rick you had at the beginning of season one, who was the Rick from effectively our world, yeah. before, no, before the yeah, outbreak, yeah. wouldn't have done that. No, no, he was, and over, he was a protector. Over yeah. the course of probably four and a half, five years, probably as far as Terminus, there were allusions to it, but he was, he was never, no, Stone Cold Killer will yeah. fuck anybody up. I think Terminus was probably the turning point. Yeah. 
because he realised that actually, yeah, it wasn't just the kill fucking, or be killed. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not just the fuck. It's not just the the walkers are going to get you. People are fucking assholes as well. Yeah, and that was kind of the turning point for him. Yeah, where it so so I mean, he definitely will do anything, and he's a killer. And, and yeah. Ash will just kill people for shits and giggles. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about people being assholes. <laughs> Ash Williams is the biggest fucking asshole ever to exist in cinema. I think. Yeah, and I fucking love him for it. Oh, definitely, and it, it does amuse me. We were talking about this um, off air before we started that I I rewatched the original Evil Dead today, and it's one of those you look at you look at Ash's character in that film, and he's fairly passive all the way through. You get the impression that it's going to be Scotty's story, mm-hmm. and then it sort of flips on its head, and Ash sort of takes the forefront. But he in these films you expect the person who takes the forefront to be the one to come out swinging and actually going you know what I'm going to fucking sort this out Yeah. and actually he kind of stood back and even when um, uh, Shelley was attacking Scotty he's standing there with a fucking axe in his hand Yeah. like it's his cock Yeah. he's doing nothing with it no I think when you look at the first one obviously it was it was the first time at the dance for everybody involved it was a very low budget feature nobody really knew what anyone was capable of Um. Uh, and so they they just shot what they could shoot, and then by the time it gets to Evil Dead Two, which is essentially a remake, yeah, well, not essentially, it is a fucking remake. Um, well, according to Raimi, it's a sequel. Yeah, it's a remake. <laughs> yeah, it is a remake. Um, by that point, obviously, I mean Sam Raimi and, and Bruce Campbell, I think, knew each other beforehand. But by that time, it, it, we know what Bruce Campbell can do as an actor, and Ash just. Everything that Ash is, he is because of Bruce Campbell. And yeah. so Evil Dead 2 is the Bruce Campbell show. And from there on out, everything to do with Ash is just the Bruce Campbell show. Yeah. And and that's the point where the character takes a takes a step, I think. And he's still, you know, even by the time we get to Army of Darkness and he's depicted as this kind of Conan slash He-Man superhero yeah. type, still a cowardly douchebag. <laughs> Well, he's only he only does the things he does to better his situation. Yeah, he doesn't give a fucking shit about anyone else. Yeah, and he'll only fight when he absolutely has to because he's doing it to preserve his own skin. Yeah, and I've not seen um, Ash vs Evil Dead. I've seen the trailers, and I've got I really want to watch that, but I just haven't got around to it yet. Um, but even looking at that, so the the way it's he's kind of set up is that he's this fucking super celebrity. Everybody loves him. Everybody wants to know him. Everyone wants to be his friend. Because he's always out getting drunk and partying and all the rest of it. And he gets drawn back into these situations all the time. Yeah, it's kind of that. I mean, it's... Uh, spoilers for people who haven't seen the show. It's not, he's not a super celebrity or anything like that. He's gone back to his life as it was before he left. So he's living in a trailer. He's a washed-up drunk. Mm. But, you know... I was thinking most of this, I think the trailer for season two ways. He's basically hosting keg parties and like, yeah. he's surrounded by yeah, people yeah. all the time. That's that's so, yeah. and, and he's, he, you know he's got his, his group that follows him around. They call themselves the Ghost Beaters. Yeah. Um, but but the way the show is set up is that even though it's Ash versus the Evil Dead, it's more about the kids than it yeah. is about Ash. He's but he's a support character in his own show. Yeah, really, but I think it's point. one of those that you look at. Um, you look at the way it's put it's put, it's put forward, and like, even from the trailers and the various promotional material. It very much looks like it's setting up for the next generation, but they put they put Ash's name on it, yeah, to sell it, and, and because it you absolutely can... works. Because I will, I mean, I will watch Bruce Campbell in anything, but I will absolutely watch Ash Williams in anything yeah. you want to throw him in. Well, that's it. I mean, the, the problem with the show, otherwise, if you haven't got Ash in it, not using as a selling point, it's just another. It's just another zombie show. Yeah, 
Yeah. Or yeah. demons in yeah. this case, but it's, yeah. it's another supernatural, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um slightly gorier probably, but yeah. I've never watched Supernatural, but I get the impression that it, it very much is in that vein. Yeah. Um, but anyway, to, to come back to the character then, so, so what we've got is, is Rick as this kind of hard-boiled survivalist expert and Ash as just an, an absolute cocky douchebag yeah. who just always comes out on top. That's the thing with Ash. Is yeah. He's more lucky than he is good at anything. Yeah. You know, he is the type that's going to trip over onto his shotgun and happen to pull the trigger and blow someone's head off. Yeah. And he is take a well-placed shot. Yeah. He has been shown to do that as well, but that's just for the sake of a cool shot. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's in one of the early trailers for season one where he's in this trailer and so he pops up behind him. he it. catches the gun. He catches yeah, the, yeah, the shotgun. Yeah. He doesn't even look. And he yeah. just blasts the fucker. Yeah. And it's all, it's all style, no substance, but it's kind of the selling point for the show. And that is Ash. That is the douchebag. That yeah, that's it. To a point where you can sort of imagine him going, oh, fuck, there's something there. Yeah, yeah. After, he, after he's killed it. Yeah. Um, whereas he wouldn't get that with Rick. Everything is calculated. Everything, everything is thought out. Everything. Yeah, and, and, and therein lies Rick's strength over Ash, I think, because Ash has got the obvious advantage on um, I don't know how big, um, as a person, how physically big Rick would be compared to Ash, but mm. Bruce Campbell's a big fucking dude. I Engel's not small. He's well, this is the thing. He's, he's a good six six one. But Bruce Campbell's fucking built as well. Yeah. Like he's a he's a lump of a dude. Yeah. I mean, I think the pro- the problem you've got with with Andrew Lincoln is that. For the type of show, they're playing a show in a postal box. He's sinewy, is the he's, thing. He, but he would, that's the character yeah, would yeah. be, because no, he's yeah, in a world with no fucking food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's difficult to play. I mean, size-wise, I mean, I know Bruce Campbell's over six foot, I'm fairly sure Andrew Lincoln is as well. I mean, Bruce Campbell is, is he's, a he's a giant. Yeah, he's an imposing dude, <laughs> he's although a, yeah. he's kind of spread a bit now. Like well, yeah, but that's us. age. Yeah, it's like the rest of us. I mean, if, if you look at him in Army of Darkness, like, the dude yeah, he's, built, he's built like a fucking action hero in that film. Um jaw for it as well that's yes. the thing um, but yeah I, I kind of feel like Ash would have the size advantage which means he's got the reach advantage plus that's the chainsaw. fucking chainsaw hand yeah and that's Rick's problem is he's got to get because we're not allowing guns because we don't allow guns yeah because Rick's got the, the little axing hasn't he yeah well I mean Rick that's kind of, that kind of after Negan that became his sub signature thing it is, it? yeah the axe is kind of his signature but I think you can allow Rick mastery of I mean if he's a Dungeons and Dragons character for instance yeah then it's, has, hand, it's hand weapons in there it's not well it's all weapons yeah it, do you know what I mean he's going to get advantage on all weapons because he is a survivalist yeah like he is going to have spent the time to learn these weapons yeah um, you can almost see him you know if he had to he could go full Rambo and yeah. just carve something Ain't no way Ash is going to fuck more. No. Well, he might, because he's going to chainsaw us, like chopping down a tree. And the tree would accidentally fall on Rick. Yeah, And Ash it. would make it look like he planned it all along. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, and, and that's, I think, the, the crux of the fight. Both are fucking monster-killing machines. Yeah. So both are able to hit slow-moving targets. Well, actually, the fucking... The demons, and yeah, they move fucking quick. quick. Yeah. So yeah, I guess Ash is a bit more, you know, especially like in Army of Darkness, you get the point where he's essentially pit fighting with them as well, and he's yeah. able to take on multiples at once, and they're not slow. Yeah. Whereas the Walkers are fucking slow, shambling zombies. So maybe Rick's not quite as accustomed to taking fast. Moves. But then, but then fight people as well. Be fighting people as well, doing that for a long time. Yeah. So, so no, certainly a case, and I mean, no, he's. The thing you get with Rick, which you don't so much see with Ash, just because you don't see 
so much of him. Like you know, you see Rick week in week out after fight mm-hmm. after fight after fight. He's physically pained. Yeah. Now he's been shot. He's been stabbed. He's been everything else. Excuse me. So he is always in pain. His movement is. Once he gets going, he's fine, but no, he gets up off a chair and he fucking creaks like an old man. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not... He's been through the ring. Yeah. Otherwise, you get the impression Ash has as well, but because you don't see it week in, week out, and then when you do see him in the show and in the, in, uh, Army of Darkness, he's a complete cockwomble. You get the impression he's just going to get up and be like a bit of a fucking cartoon. Uh, yeah, well, he is. I mean, by the time you get... To, you get it a bit in Evil Dead too, but by the time you get to Army of Darkness and Ash versus Evil Dead... Like we are, and consciously so, we are talking Three Stooges level slapstick yes. with Ash. Like he, yes. he is a fucking cartoon character. Yeah. Um, I mean, guy cut his own arm off and fucking put a chainsaw on. Like you know, um, that, 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 that's quite a directorial choice. It's fucking awesome. It's one of the coolest things. <laughs> like, yeah, I would just like, just. The imagination from Sam Raimi to just be sat there going, okay, so he cuts his arm off. What are we going to do now? I know. Let's strap a fucking chainsaw yeah. on. I mean, the only way that's better is you strap a machine gun onto it. Well, yeah, you get a machine gun leg or something like yeah. Tarantino did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think chainsaw arm's even cooler. The point yeah, because like, in the series, I think it's interchangeable, isn't it? It's, it's, it's an, he's got an attachment. Well, he gets that by Army of Darkness because he gets the... Um, Metal hand. Oh, yeah. Get, he gets the robot hand, which That's has it. got like a little. It, it pops off, and there's like a little peg there that yeah. the chainsaw can sit That's on, or, or whatever he wants yeah, to do. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, the go to and the one we're using for this fight is chainsaw. obviously the fucking chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so, yeah, I think f- for Ash, he's got to get the key. If at any point they go toe to toe, it is over because all Ash has got to do is touch him. Yeah. He's got a fucking chainsaw hand. It, like, if he can get within striking yeah. distance of Rick... As long as it's on. Well, as long as it's on, yeah. But if he can get within striking distance of Rick, it's pretty much over. Yeah. Because it's a fucking chainsaw as well. It's not like we're saying he's got a sword or something yeah, and he's he made hit an yeah. yeah. It's a fucking chainsaw. It's Rick. Yeah, like, I if mean, it touches any part of you, you're dead. Yeah. I mean, like, we've we've seen Rick throw that axe as well. So, we know, it's, it's, it's not beyond the road and possibly even throwing at it, you know, throwing it at Ash. But again, it's, you know, it's a lot of time. You've got to hit a moving target... Mm. With a fucking chainsaw for hand, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, or even if Rick does throw the, the axe, a chainsaw is a fucking big thing. All Ash has got to do is swipe it in front of his face, yeah. and he will deflect the axe. Yes, yeah. I mean, because of the size on it and the size on the axe, the axe, even if he doesn't perfectly bat it away, he's going to hit enough of it to knock it off course. Yeah, he may even knock it off course enough to send it back to yeah, Rick, saying, which is the yeah. type of thing Ash No, no I was saying, yeah. with, with Ash, it's probably what would have me deflect it and come back and hit Rick, Rick square on the forehead. Yeah, that is that is an Ash move. Yeah. yeah. And then quip about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But I feel like Rick's fight, um, Rick is, is knowledgeable enough now and has enough command of his environment wherever he he is that guy now that the second he walks into a new environment or a new room he sized up every possible entry yeah. and exit yeah. he, he, know, he knows the environment before he gets there absolutely whereas Ash is just going to wander in like a bullet fucking china shop yeah and of course he is. because he's Ash nobody can hurt him he's, yeah that's, that's right that's his approach to everything yeah um, I survived all this I'll be fine I'll be fine yeah uh, so I think what what we actually get is I don't think Rick is going to engage him at all. I think it's going to very much be a, a distance fight, or he's at least going to lure Ash into a position where he's able to take command. Yeah. Whether he takes him out from behind, 
I, I don't know. I don't know what he would do there. Um, I mean, you look, it's, you know, it's obvious what he's going to do with his four-minute plan. He's going to use walkers, isn't he? You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, he's going to attempt to lure Ash into a herd of walkers. However, having done that, it's like walkers have got no chance. Yeah, but I mean, you send them. You send <laughs> yeah. them they, they haven't. They, they're just going to be chopped up. However, you send enough of them in, it's going to take him a while to chop It'll them down. It'll take him a while to get through them, yeah. Which is when Rick then moves behind moves him. Moves in position and gets ready to yeah. like hit him with the axe. But yeah, you could throw every possible walker in the world against him. Yeah. They ain't going to stand a chance because chainsaw handy. Yeah, he's just, he's just going to be moved. zombies. You stand in a circle in an aeroplane yeah, and nothing it. gets near you. Yeah. You know, I mean, not to mention the fact he has literally taken on an army of the undead. Yeah. Okay, they were skeletons, but still. Yeah. He has, and, and he's commanded an army. That, I guess that's one thing that we haven't... He only did it because he was pushed into it and had to. Yeah. But he does have enough military knowledge to have been able to hold off a castle siege. Yeah. So even Rick coming at him with with his crew, like he's used Ash is used to being under siege. Yeah, I mean Rick's Rick's siege mentality isn't really great because I mean it, <laughs> Rick just tends to run. Yeah, it, it's always right. We're going to stand in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and you can surround us if you like, and somehow we'll kill you all anyway. We'll just get more guns. That's Rick's answer. We'll get more guns. That's Americans for you. Yeah, but, but not allowed in this situation. Yeah. But, no I mean, guns but you look at, you know, if you were thinking, right, okay, for argument's sake, we've got a band of 30 people mm-hmm. and there's 100 people with machine guns all pointing at our heads. Rather than saying, right, we'll take cover, we'll try to flank them, we'll try to get around them. They'll stand in the middle and try and fucking outfire them. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of the, that's the whole ethos of the show. No, yeah. that's, that's the mentality of the show. That's what they do is you shoot us, we'll shoot you twice. Yeah. It's that sort of yeah, yeah. bullshit mentality. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Rick's a funny one because, in theory, he should be quite strategic. He should be quite tactical because of his job and his training, what he's been through. In reality, in, when it comes to things like he seems to get more and more naive, he seems to walk into more and more traps. I think I think what it is with Rick, and, and this is a big thing again, when, when we come back to the way people grow emotionally through the show, um, I think he's better now than he used to be, but he is still a very emotional character. Yeah. And it's very easy to push his buttons. And, and the red mist can go up. Yeah, there's there's that. But there's also the side of him which is still very naive in as much as he wants to see the best in everybody. Yeah. He always thinks people... He always thinks he can appeal to people's better nature. And Yeah, you're right. As, as has happened with um, Jadis and the, the trash yeah. people, he appealed to them and it didn't really work because they, he, didn't have, yeah. he didn't have anything that they wanted. He tried appealing to the saviours. It didn't work because he didn't have anything they wanted. It's only when he took Negan out and they said, look, I'm not going to kill you all because you, know, you, yeah. you were doing what you were doing to survive, so are we. But we're doing it this way now. He, you know, he wasn't appealing to their better nature. He was saying, look, I've won. Yeah. I can kill you or you can you can live. Yeah. That's your choice. But up until that point, it's always been, come, we can work together. It's all fucking hold hands and sing Kumbaya yeah. and shit like that. And it never works. It didn't work with the governor. It didn't work with Megan. No. And you know, now that you say that, I hadn't thought of that when we were talking earlier on, but now you say that, that will be isn't doing here. Because even if he gets Ash to the point where, where they do fight and he gets Ash on his knees... He's not going to top it. You are not going to appeal to Ash's better nature because mm. he doesn't fucking have one. Yeah. <laughs> he is out for number one and that is it. Yeah. Like, he would he would not think twice if Rick went all touchy-feely on him yeah. about calling him a pussy and cutting him in half. Yeah, because, I mean, like, really, realistically, you've got... That's realistically. Um, no, 
you, you could get to that point where, yeah, okay, he does get Ash on his knees. He's in, he's in front of him with his fucking big, I don't know, rather phallic symbol to his head. He's going to try and talk him out of it. He's going to try and be the bigger man. Yeah. The problem is, Ash will not even pretend to, to try and be a big man about it. No, he'll, he'll be, be a massive child. Yeah, he'll chainsaw him across the knees and then fucking... Uh, yeah. No, he'll take him down. He'll, t- he'll take him out that way and just start chopping him up. He will. And he'll laugh while he's doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be fucking cackling and spurting blood everywhere. Yeah, that that is how this is going to go. I I hadn't even thought about comparing those aspects of the character. I was just seeing Rick's kind of hardcore survivalist, and he's got it all over Ash in that instance. Yeah, but, and I think he could get him down. Yeah, but Rick's problem is his heart because yeah, he's always he's he, got a heart, and Ash hasn't. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that is the truth. Ash is a fucking douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Slightly unexpectedly, actually. Um, I'm pleased. Yeah, I'm me too. I love Ash. Um, yeah, the fight of Ash and uh, Rick Rhymes, Ash wins. Um, if you disagree with that, um, sorry, but tough. Um, no, if you disagree with that, you want to talk to us, um, drop us a line. We're at Devil Down Podcast Network on Facebook. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, and leave a comment there. Again, catch us on email. Uh, while you're there, check out some of our older shows. Um, they're exclusive on the network. Uh, we've got some uh, some partner shows as well, which you can listen to by some very talented people. Uh, Until next time, hail to the king, baby.